Welcome to the Connecting Through Technology podcast, a show where business and sales leaders share how they are growing their customer-facing businesses in a digital world. Join us every week as we dive into the strategies on how you can grow your business using technology. The Connecting Through Technology podcast is powered by IntelliCall, video software that connects your customers with anyone in your organization with just one click from your website. Learn more at www.intellicall.com. Welcome to another episode of the Connecting Through Technology podcast powered by IntelliCall. I'm your host, Jonathan Kaur, and today I have the privilege of speaking to Marissa Pensa, the president and founder of Methods in Motion, a dynamic sales training company. For over 16 years, her number one priority has been to equip sales teams and sales leaders with the tools to inspire creativity and leveraging a mix of tools from the phone to video and virtual meetings. Welcome to the show, Marissa. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, let's kick this off right away. Obviously, you know, with the audience that is listening, uh, I'm sure that a a lot of them may have never heard of you specifically. But before we talk about Methods in Motion and more of your expertise, I wanted to ask you, how did you get started in sales? Oh, goodness. In sales, it was I was actually working the front desk for Marriott Hotels and uh, I was checking in guests in the evening and I remember we would have, uh, we, we had, there was a particular executive I remember coming up and he was in a huge company. So I, sat, I think it was IBM and they came in and they were checking in two weeks stay people. And so I showed him the rooms and that kind of thing. And what happened was before you know it, the sales department had left at 5 p.m. And I was finding myself selling uh, after hours, just checking in guests in the hotel and they would come by. So I remember I had an old boss that talked me into it and said, Marissa, selling is just helping people. That's all it is. And he said, if this is the right property for them, then you make a sale. If it's not, then we guide them to a better property. But he just simplified so I didn't overthink selling and think it was talking people into something they didn't need. So anyway, that's how I got my start in it is really just checking in guests at a hotel in an evening and then eventually, yeah, went into the sales department. Awesome. Well, you said, yeah, obviously it sounds like you rose to the occasion. I think you articulated it really well with saying, you know, it's just helping people. I think one of the things I've struggled with in the past when it comes to sales is like, hey, like it's all about me. It's all about what I'm selling. But the reality of the matter is I think once you learn what the goal of sales is, which is to actually solve some sort of pain point or need or through a product or service, I think that's a huge game changer. So I'm glad you mentioned it that way. And so, you know, obviously I introed you, you're the president and founder of Methods in Motion, uh, your sales training company. So it started 16 years ago. I wanted to ask you, why did you decide to start this? And, and Because obviously like after that initial experience, you had other sales roles within your career, but what eventually uh, inspired the inception of Mo- Methods in Motion? A couple of things. Uh, I had attended a training where I was a participant. So I had gone through a program on pipeline, on utilizing the phone, on video, and I just loved it. So I mean, it, I was became a client first. And so I was a manager, I was a salesperson, and I just found a direct result from it. And so I remember when my company was doing a bunch of cutbacks and everything like that, I called the company that trained us and said, 
do you have an office in Atlanta? I'd love to open one. And they said, well, actually, it's more of a franchise. <laughs> so uh, definitely was scared of that at the time because I opened my business when I was 26. And so it was, it was, <laughs> I was still early in my career. But I, I went and I attended trainings, I interviewed people, and it was really just a passion that I'm able to do something that I believe in, and I believe in this. And then my husband was also my biggest cheerleader, because I remember telling him on the couch one night, I was like, oh, yeah, I talked to that company, um, but uh, it's a franchise. He was like, why not? You should go for it. You'd be great. And so I think sometimes you know, we, uh, people speak to you and sometimes it's good advice. Sometimes it's not good advice, but I appreciate my husband giving me that nudge and just belief that even though you're young, that's okay. You still have stories and you can learn. So that's how I got started. (laughs) That's awesome. Great story. And so, you know, with your company in particular, you know, you're doing sales training and obviously like you, you specialize with phone, you know, video, and then also to virtual selling, but pre-pandemic, you know, I'm sure you were doing a lot of sales training, uh, uh, like in-person events. It's all, I wanted to ask you just for your business in general, how's your business doing during this pandemic and how has it changed the way you, you know, operate and run your business, if any? It's changed dramatically. So the content of the training has changed one thing because we're doing a lot more of inside. I mean, we've, we've been an inside sales company heavily in strength for years and so that's that's bode well in this environment because the strength of inside sales, the strength of phone, how do you sell someone something that you've never met with them before and you didn't get a chance to have a relationship on a golf course or over dinner or lunch? So it's, it's really learning to be able to say, hey, how can I still make big ticket item sales or small ticket item sales? Over the phone. So anyway, back to your question of how's it changed. Um, it's it, it's grown this year, which I'm extremely grateful for. Um, but also the it's changed because I'm not on the a flight and I'm not flying. So I mean it's it's virtual training and it's hard as a facilitator. I just speak to it, it's hard. It's difficult. Like even those that are listening right now, I wish I was in front of you. I wish I could see your face. I wish I could see. Is this resonating? Is this off? Is it not? But we can't. I mean, we just have to make a choice to look into the camera, envision who you might be talking with and just speak to. And it's hard to do that, um, to really just connect with the camera because you don't have people in front of you. Um, So anyway, hopefully that answers your question on how it's changed. Yeah. So uh, just to kind of unpack that a little bit, uh, because my plan was to talk about, you know, virtual selling and really unpack that piece. what are some of the like uh, aha moments as far as like, you know, yes, it is hard to connect and, and read people, especially if there's, let's say a whole big group, or maybe if they have their camera off, what have been some helpful tips and, and tricks that you've implemented in order to connect or really uh, go over that barrier of trying to connect, you know, with your audience? So one thing is I think we have to, we have to respect time so much more on a virtual meeting. So in times past where you could go into the office and we have an hour long, you know, an hour long meetings on site are turning into 30, 45 minutes, sometimes even 20 minutes that you have on a virtual. So I think the one major thing is there's a greater respect for time selling virtually. And so the preparation on the part of the salesperson is key. 
is we have to go in so much more prepared. Because if you, I mean, Jonathan, and what you do, if somebody, if you have something that takes you typically two hours and someone says, well, can you do that in 20 minutes? It's like, uh, <laughs> not sure, but you really have to rethink. Um, and, and so what I would say to sales professionals is start a virtual meeting with agenda items and communicate in advance. And I'd even say before that, don't speed up the rapport too much. Take the time to look at LinkedIn and just connect personally first. Sometimes we're feeling this rush, like we have to rush and we can't connect with them personally, but don't rush that of connecting personally. But then the best thing you can do is then have on your Zoom, Teams, whatever the platform is that you're using, agenda items. So I can share, Jonathan, here's what I had planned for us to talk about today. Is this still correct? Is this still accurate? And it just shows that you did the preparation, you come well prepared, you probably need to double or triple the prep time you're putting into meetings, simply because the timing is so much more tight on a virtual. We hope you're enjoying today's episode. Here's a quick shout out to today's sponsor. IntelliCall is a video software that connects your customers with anyone in your organization with just one click from your website. But in a world filled with video software, why should you consider IntelliCall? I'll tell you why using one word, simplicity. IntelliCall allows you to connect via video without downloading any software, sending any meeting IDs or passwords. On top of that, IntelliCall integrates directly onto your website. So if any customers or prospects want to get in contact with you directly, they can do just that. For more information on IntelliCall or to schedule a demo, please visit us at www.intellicall.com. And now back to today's episode. Specifically with virtual selling, which uh, I would say over the past year with this pandemic has become a, dra- a, a, a mass, a massively adopted uh, you know, tool or, or, or uh, avenue for sales professionals and really professionals <laughs> across all, all, all segments of business. I wanted to ask you, you know, there's obviously have been some companies who have been proactive in this and have been really working to develop this type of program within their company. However, I'm sure that there are, you know, companies that have had to react, you know, to the current pandemic. And so I wanted to ask you, you know, from a high level view, how does an, an or, how does an organization incorporate an effective virtual selling program and approach? A couple of things. So, uh, and I'd probably say two or three main things. Number one is make sure that you, you've armed your sales team with virtual selling tools. So what are the tools that we're going to use? So if I look at my own toolbox within my business, Zoom is a tool in the toolbox, or you know, I, I utilize a, a platform called Vidyard, but there's so many different video resources for sending, like Jonathan, we have this conversation, I could send you a quick video email. Thank you for taking the time to talk. But that is an essential tool in the toolbox. If you're underutilizing video, um, that would be a tool to other things. I mean, I know in our world, we utilize um, an inside sales coaching platform and giving, you know, so just what are your tools for virtual selling? And I know for the companies that I'm seeing really thrive in this, making sure that their salespeople have them. They're trained. Even before you do a sales training, it's more just we have tools to engage in today's environment. And then the second piece is, okay, now how do we use those tools? So now I have this great access to sending personalized videos, but how do I then take that and 
conduct a good video? How long should it be? What should I say? How do I make it purposeful? Call to action or a phone call. So it's more, what are the tools? And then how do I utilize those tools and probably upskill a sales team that may be 30-year veterans? They've been selling forever, but it's almost like they're blindfolded They because everything they've done for 30 years, all of a sudden, they don't have the sight to be able to go on site and see. So we have to do things differently and sell differently. I hope that helps. Yeah, I, I, I think you nailed it on the head with, you know, f- figuring out what your tools are. I, I think really, obviously, identifying and, and, and finding an, a practical way to really uh, uh, obviously integrate it, in, integrate that into your overall sales program is super key. So, you know, obviously when it comes to virtual selling, you know, like I mentioned before, there's proactive and there's reactive companies, which, which realistically isn't a bad thing. I think depending on what industry you're in, you may, uh, you, you may, uh, what is it benefit from more of an outside sales approach? You need an actual person in, in person in order to do business with your ideal, uh, customer. But I wanted to ask you, you know, I'm sure you, you having had conversations with different companies and sales professionals, you, you, you've uh, you've noticed some mistakes that maybe uh, sales professionals have made with virtual selling. And, and I wanted to ask you, you know, what are may, maybe some of those common mistakes that you uh, notice sales professionals make uh, when it comes to virtual selling? And, and, and what do you actually recommend for them to do instead? So common virtual mistake, I would say the first thing is regarding video and um you know, I'm seeing videos that are way too long. When I'm referring to video, I'm referring to personalized video. So I would actually send you a video and hold up even a sign that says, hi, Jonathan, something like that to personalize it. And, uh, you know, it's too long. They're uh, not purposeful. They don't have a call to action. Uh, what is it you want to accomplish as a result of sending this video? So things like that. I would say underutilizing the phone Um, because in a virtual selling, okay, it's all about technology, but that phone still works. And we way underutilize, I'm seeing where email has sent way too quickly and we can default to certain types of communication. We can default to LinkedIn, default to email, default to video, pick up the phone. It is a, people are receiving on average 121 emails a day is the current stat. And if I'm going to try to get through to a buyer or a prospect and all of a sudden I choose to type an email or even send a video and they've never heard of me before, then that's not necessarily using the ingredients in the right order. So there's a recipe, it's a recipe that works, but there's also ingredients that we have to put it in the right order. First ingredient, pick up the phone, utilize voicemail. People are not getting near enough calls in comparison to what they get in email and video. So, yeah, and, it works. And, oh, 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 yeah, for sure. And 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 I actually just recently finished a book by uh, Jeb Blunt uh, yep. uh, called Fanatical Prospecting, and, and and he really drives this home. You know, there's so many tools in your tool belt. Utilize them all. They're all effective, including you know cold calling or, or you know like a, a lot of people have uh, myself included historically uh, picking up the phone because it's not like you know like I said you you deal with all you know the rejection and all the sort of things. But at the end of the day, if your focus is to help an ideal prospect or buyer, pick up the phone. So I, yes. I 100% agree with, with what you mentioned there. 
Yeah, one of Jeb's quotes in there is, uh, I think he says, prospecting sucks, get over it. And uh, that's that's not my terminology, but it's true. Yep. Prospecting sucks, you know, whether it's, I mean, you're just picking up the phone and uh, you have to call people and it's just part of the job, but just do it. Yep, for sure. And 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 going back to the uh, video selling piece that, that you had mentioned, you know, obviously you'd mentioned maybe some videos are too long, maybe not. Uh, there's no agenda and there's no call to action. I wanted to ask you, you know, I'm sure that there's uh, individuals uh, that, that I've seen and noticed are, are kind of uncomfortable with the idea of being in front of a camera. They feel it's kind of weird, maybe awkward. And so I wanted to ask you, like, how do you coach or how do you how, how do you encourage or how do you actually show sales professionals how to actively, you know, leverage and be in front of the camera comfortably uh, as opposed to in person? It's very different, right? So there's a there's a customer I'm thinking of where we've done gosh, probably eight of their regions this year where they're 30, 40 year veterans and you know, sending somebody a video sounds crazy. Um, and so it's, it's, it's really stepping out of the comfort zone. It really is. So to, to speak to that for just for a second is how do you gain comfort in that? So first thing is script it out, script out what you're going to say. So if I'm, if Jonathan, if I'm wanting to get my foot in the door with your company, I've left you two voicemails first, and we're saying in prospecting process. So let's say I've left you two voicemails first. You've not called me back. I'm not hounding you, but it's it's professional persistence. And then I'm going to send you a video, but I need to script out literally even just bullets or write it out. What's up to one minute at the very most? And what is my purpose? Hi, Jonathan. You know, what exactly I'm going to say? And then what is the purpose of that video? What do I want them to do? Sign up for a demo, sign up for a webinar, agree to an appointment with me. What is it that you're wanting to accomplish? So I would say number one would be the tip to script it out. Look your very best. And, you know, you still, when you're ready for video, you're video ready every day, then you gain much more comfort in just turning on that camera, just doing it. So script it out, be video ready, try to put, look your best. And the other thing I would say is increase the volume of your voice. Because a lot of times when you're in front of people, you have hands and you have all kinds of other things. Over video, they're hearing your tone of voice and they can see body language. But usually you're going to have to amp it up a little bit in energy and tone and let that come through because people are making a split second decision, one minute max, about if they're going to take your call to action. So I could probably add several more on that, but those would be the top ones. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I think uh, you, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but but I would say one of the things that has helped me personally as well is just doing it, just like like getting the reps in. I'm sure it's similar to say, you know cold calling, emailing, all these like you just have to do it more and more often. Not saying it'll you'll always be a hundred percent, you know. Uh, like uh, good or, or or nailing it down. However, you know, with practice, you get used to it. And I think for me initially, when I started doing a lot of these podcast pieces, I didn't know the best way to connect because I agree. I think it's different when you connect in person as opposed to you know virtually. So I think totally. just trying it out, even if it even like remember your first one's gonna gonna probably suck, and just be okay with it. Embrace that, but continue on and 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 just keep the repetitions going. I would just say find a trusted buddy that you can send those, you know, if you're sending an email more like a video message versus a, a video like this, um, find somebody that you can send it to 
And I remember my first video it was sent to a sister company of mine. We wrote a book together. We do a lot of things. And so she gave me all kinds of feedback about the lighting and, you know, for example, the camera. So, I mean, if I have it like this, which you see a lot of, you're seeing a ceiling the whole time as opposed to, so even things like that, where you can just send it to someone and get feedback, that's really, really helpful before it goes to a prospect or customer. But otherwise, just do it and just keep doing it. You know, uh, as we close out this conversation, uh, if people are interested in learning more about you and methods in motion and uh, really getting in contact with you, you know, what are some of the best ways to uh, find and connect with you? First two ways would be simply LinkedIn, like we were just talking about, and then go to my website. You can see the click um, and, and go to the link here. And so it's methodsinmotion.com. And there's lots of insights and articles and things like that as well. So if you're just looking for ideas and more of this, click on insights on my website and you'll access a lot more content. It could be helpful to you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marissa, for coming on the podcast today and sharing some insight perspective as well as, you know, aspects of your story that have, have really allowed for you to grow, especially during this pandemic. And yeah, just thank you for sharing so much value and information to the audience today. Hey, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing to our podcast. Also, if you have any additional questions about the show, please visit us at www.intellicall.com.